hello and welcome to Fed Talks. I'm your host, EJ Fellwimble. How's everybody doing? Um, still having some recording equipment issues. I have not found a suitable replacement for my microphone that is falling apart. And in fact, I couldn't even get that one to work until just now. Uh, actually, I recorded half of a podcast before I realized I was talking into the wrong side of it and the sound quality was terrible. So we're starting fresh. Um, in case you need an update from last week, still depressed, but I'm dealing with it better. So that's that's something. Don't put too much pressure on yourself, you know? Get through the dang day. Watch some BattleBots. Cheer up. Um, this is not professional advice. It's just me getting my head together. Um, I'm going to try to get to some TV talk this week, but I want to tell some, talk about some things that happened this week. Uh, basically, I'm throwing almost all of my friends under a bus for the purposes of storytelling. So, uh, as I talked about last week, I've been losing weight. I am slightly over 35 pounds down now, which, uh, like now I sort of, this is the first time when I felt like, oh, I maybe can't, uh, like, I'm not going to blow it with a bad weekend, you know? Uh, which takes a little bit of pressure off, I think, somehow. Um, uh, but, so, and, and I probably mentioned this last week, that seemingly nobody has noticed or cares. Uh uh, my friend Summer, who uh, is, is wait till I tell you all this, she, you, you'll see why she's the only person I still like. Uh, I'm mostly kidding. Um, she pointed out that a lot of people don't want to uh, or are uncomfortable at referencing weight loss just in case it's a sore subject or, uh, you know, they don't know how somebody will react or, you know, and it's like, yeah, I can see that. All right. That was a that was a reasonable and empathetic way to approach it. Obviously that is not how I approached it because I'm petty. So going to see the Sunday friends on Sunday, which is where the name comes from. And, uh, one of them, one of the Beckys, I believe was excitedly saying, did you see Scott lost 15 pounds? And my immediate reaction, and I still in my heart, don't know if I was actually mad or just trying to be funny, but my immediate reaction was, all right, well, let's throw him a fucking parade, huh? <laughs> Just, I'm a petty jerk. And uh, then it kept coming up, and it was like, no, no, I mean, he's, he's an American hero. He lost 45% of an EJ, uh, you know, let's name a day after him, I guess. I don't know. Um, but that that was just me being petty. Here is the the frankly sick burn that I got from another friend on Sunday uh, uh, my friend Lana she's the one I visited in Belgium uh, she lives out in California we've been friends for like 20 I don't know 23 years look I can't uh, I don't have the dates now but she's probably the person I've been friends with the longest at this point in my life and there are maybe two people I would cite as my best friend if you ask me to, and I would pass a lie detector test with either answer, and she is one of them. Uh, was 
you know, there's a phase there when she was literally my only friend before I met the Sunday friends. Uh, and she, I want to be careful with what I say just because this is sort of a, an ongoing thing and I, I don't think it'll be an issue on a podcast that nobody listens to, but discretion is the better part of valor. Uh, she was working in Columbia, living and working in Columbia up until a few years ago, and then she got a job offer in America. Uh, and when she decided to move back to America, she and uh, her, her serious Colombian boyfriend, I say Colombian because it's actually important to the story that he is not American. Uh, I am not just pointing out people's races for no reason. Please stick with me. You know I'm better than that. Uh, they decided to get married. And that was, I think they got married in 2019. Uh, and partly because of Trump and partly because of the pandemic, the, the visa process has been just ground to a halt. So three years later, they're still working on this. And they were going to have their interview this week. And, you know, you've seen it in a million TV shows where you have to answer questions to their satisfaction to prove you didn't marry somebody so they could get citizenship. Except on TV, that's always the case. that That's actually what they did. And uh, in this case, and and I don't even want to make a joke to that effect. That is absolutely not the case. They are, they are a, a very good married couple who are happy. Uh, I, I, I don't wish to imply otherwise. Uh, and uh, I mean, I'd have to be a monster. No, but uh, but Lana, who is very smart and capable, and a million times more successful than I am. Uh, tends to sometimes really get nervous right before a test. Like there was a time when she was living in Chicago. I had to drive out there on the weekend to help her study for a final exam uh, in a subject about which I know nothing because she got, she got really worked up about this, about this test. So I had like, I honestly don't know how I helped because I don't know anything about radiology and it's not like I'm a calming presence. I, you know, I'm a weird jittery man. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it worked. So we have this history where, you know, I can help her through those pretest jitters. And they did like a pretest. And despite having been married for three years, in her estimation, they did real bad. <laughs> and, uh, I want to talk about one thing that, that I think is part of the... There's a few reasons. One of them is that the test is clearly made for people who aren't living together yet or are considering getting married or haven't, you know, the spouse hasn't moved back to America after the wedding. Because there's a lot of questions like, uh, how you know, how how many times have you seen your spouse? And it's like, I don't know, thousands? <laughs> you know, and... Uh, what's your spouse's phone number? And like, who knows anybody's phone number right now? You know, they're in my phone under wife. Uh, but they got a practice, a list of practice questions and I went through it with them. And, uh, one of the questions, and I even kind of asked it in sort of a uh -huh way where it's like, 
Oh, who's your spouse's best friend? Hey, who's Lana's best friend? And without even thinking about it for a second, he says, Molly. And Lana says, yeah, Molly. They're like, I, I'm the one you called to help, lady. The fact that they get so readily... And it's not even like Molly lives out there, so she has an edge. She lives here in Grand Rapids with me. Not with me, but in the same city as me. I was insulted. Uh, <sighs> yeah. We, 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 but it, we wish her the best, even though I know now definitely where I fall. So uh, uh, congratulations on being second place. I, I shouldn't say that. She's not going to listen to this. It's funny if I talk about Brad because he does listen to this. Uh, but one of the one of the things that kind of occurred to me when when you're going through these questions is some of them, it's like your, your spouse's favorite movie. And I think that's a hard question when you get older. Uh, like, I couldn't tell you my favorite movie. I could come up with maybe five that would that if you mention them I say okay yeah that's it that's my favorite uh partly because I don't know you get older and it's less important to rank things maybe uh but also especially when you're asked about somebody else's favorite I think that can be very situational like uh, you know, I said I don't. I couldn't pick my favorite movie. Favorite TV shows probably The Leftovers. But if you asked Sam what my favorite TV show is, he would probably say Deadwood, because that's a show that we watched together and we talked about a lot and we both really love. And you know, it is in my it's in my top three, no question. But in his experience, that's you know, that's the show we've we uh, we enjoyed the most together. Whereas if you were to, to ask the aforementioned Summer, uh, she would probably say Arrested Development, which is the other one in my top three, because that's a show we both really love and we've talked about a lot and maybe one day we'll do a project related to it. Uh, I am not uh, prepared to speak on that at this time. Uh, and, you know, none of those answers are really incorrect because, they're you know, it's... I, I haven't run the numbers, but so much of it is your experience with that person and that thing. And also, especially, you know, you get in your, you get in your, your forties like me. Uh, it's, it's more fun to enjoy something with your friends than beat them over the head with something you wish they'd watch. Um, and I know that's mostly what I do on the internet is tell people what they should watch. But, you know, at some point, you, you don't want to keep doing that to your friends. I mean, with the Sunday friends, we watch TV together and I usually pick the show and I, uh, you know, I have quite a, quite a list of things that I think everybody would like, but it's not like I'm always sitting there telling them, Oh, this, you, you know, man, watch the leftovers. You know, I, I guess that's just, that just gets less important, you know? Uh, cause you also, I don't know. Yeah, it's my favorite show, but uh, it's going to come up a lot in this episode, apparently. I don't think I would ever even recommend that show to Summer because I know the fact that a dog gets shot on screen in the first 10 minutes of the first episode would pretty much turn her off that show forever. 
you have honestly you have to be broken inside to get through the first few episodes so yeah it's i don't know I, it, that's one thing that's harder i don't know that i could answer that about any of my friends i know i know what movies we've talked about the most and would probably be up there i don't know it's just i don't know that i have a larger point to make it's just something i was thinking of that it's harder to get your own favorites and they can be situational i guess my point is i hope the visa people don't don't hold that against uh lana if they don't come up with the same favorite movie i mean each other's favorite movie it's not like they have to agree on what their they don't both have to have the same favorite movie that would be a wild uh requirement for citizenship no no you you and your spouse have to have the same favorite movie <laughs> and it has to be john wick too Anyway, so that's how my friends insulted me over the weekend. Uh, they're still good people, and I like them, but I'm I'm giving them them some side eye. Uh, just some future news. Uh, I am going to do stand up comedy for probably the last time. Uh, I say this not with the plan that I'm going to die soon, but. It's just something I I love as an idea, but I don't really have the time for it, and it still makes me nervous, and ultimately I don't need the attention of people looking at me when I'm on stage. And, you know, at some point when you're 45 years old, doing, doing open mics is, is sad. Uh you know, there, I have a lot of other ways to be creative that I've been emphasizing for years. But also the last time I did it was just kind of pre-pandemic, I think maybe February of 2020. And I sort of want to do it for a last time rather than realizing at some point that the last time I did it was the last time, if that makes any sense. So, you know, it was a big era of my life and I kind of want to shut it down rather than have it ending with me only realizing it ended after the fact. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you're in Grand Rapids or West Michigan, which I assume you are not, uh, that'll be April 10th at the, the Sunday Night Funnies. Uh, honestly, you can just message me and I'll tell you. They'll give you directions. Uh, and I think... The venue has streams the shows on Facebook. So uh, you can maybe check that out. I'll try to get more details and tell you about it next week. But uh, wish me luck. I will get nervous. I'm going to do a thing. And uh, I don't know. That's it for old EJ with microphones. Except for, uh, you know, podcasting and doing voice work for a town called science, which I am almost done writing. Uh, we can talk about that later. Um, also, I'm not almost done writing it. These last two episodes are going to kill me. Um, and that was just a moment of honesty. I don't want to share any more about a town called science just yet. Uh, playing it close to the best. Uh, 
I saw a doctor for the first time in forever because I have a weird bulge in my tummy. Uh, it appears to be an umbilical hernia, which is a sort of hernia that babies usually get. And it has manifested as a sort of rectangular hard mass immediately behind my belly button, which has pushed my navel out. Uh, I got it checked at a medical center uh, pre-pandemic. Yeah, that's right. I've had this for years. Uh, and they said it's fine unless it starts to hurt. You know, you can go through life with an umbilical hernia and you'll be fine. But as I've been losing weight, it has started to hurt. Not cripplingly, but more irritating. I think because it's just less cushioned than it was. And also, the actual rectangular mass itself is now visible if you look at my tummy. Like, you know, it used to be sort of ensconced in more EJ. And now you can kind of see it. And frankly, that's upsetting. Uh, so I went to see a doctor to start, like, I haven't seen a doctor in so long. I wasn't sure of the procedure. So I literally called, <laughs> I called a gastroenterologist because that's what came up on my health plan when I searched for hernia and <laughs> called to schedule hernia surgery. And they're like, well, no, you have to see a doctor and confirm you have a hernia and they need to do things first. Um, and, uh, I, I don't want to get in too much to the specific... There's a lot of medical intake where you have to answer a lot of questions, and I might just do an episode about that because I was a little punchy and it was kind of funny. Uh, so I'll save that for a later date. But one question they asked is if my parents are still alive. And I said, oh, my mom definitely is. <laughs> they said, how about your dad? And I'm like, I don't actually know for sure. Uh I assume that if he were to die, a little bird would land on my shoulder and chirp a happy song in my ear and then fly off. And that hasn't happened, so I assume he's still alive. And, uh, yeah, there's certain basic questions I just can't answer. And then I had to answer every question twice. Like, they did it for intake, and then the actual doctor uh, asked me almost all the same questions as the intake person and... Uh, then she had me lay down so she could so she could feel my gut bump. And the thing about and I assume she knows this uh, when I lay down, it kind of it sinks back in because, you know, it's a hernia. It's all gut stuff. It just it doesn't ever it, it, gravity's pulling it the other direction. And she could kind of feel it. But I'm like, it's it's much more apparent when I stand up and she's all right, stand up and boomp, it falls into place and. She is poking at the edges of it, and she just says to me, oh, you lose a cell phone in there? <laughs> I have for three years been describing it as being like a cell phone made of guts. That tells you about the size of it. It's gross. I probably shouldn't have told you that, but uh, I'm getting an ultrasound, which I genuinely didn't know they did for reasons other than pregnancy. And... Uh, so probably in a couple weeks, I'm going to get this thing out and not have a weird stomach bulge anymore. I miss my innie belly button. 
Uh, so that's a lot of private-ish information about me, huh? Uh, hey, okay, we'll do a little. We'll do. We'll do some quick TV talk. I just got a, got some quick recommendations. Uh, it's been over for a couple weeks, but I missed several weeks of podcasting. And then last week, I just talked about being sad. But uh, uh, Peacemaker ended. I think the last time I re- talked about it was right before the season finale. Yeah, season. It got picked up for another season. And holy smokes, you guys, I love this show. I was not... I basically liked uh, the the second Suicide Squad movie, The Suicide Squad. Uh, But it was maybe my least favorite thing that James Gunn has done. And I really didn't want to see more of the Peacemaker character after the movie was over. I'm like, oh, that guy's a monster. I I do not find... (laughs) I do not think he'll be entertaining over the long term on a TV show. And... This really hits that James Gunn sweet spot, uh, you know, in sort of the Guardians of the Galaxy mold of uh, weird misfits with a lot of tension eventually uh, accomplishing something and starting to care, but also still being really... (laughs) It's sentimental and cynical at the same time, which is a uh, a tough runway to land on. And I think the finale was really great, actually. Um, I don't want to spoil things. I know my friend Sam hasn't watched it yet, even though I gave him my HBO password just so he could. Um, so, uh, I guess I don't want to say a lot because there, there were some really, really good moments. The one thing, and I know it's only March, but this could easily be like my scene of the year. Uh, by the by the end of the year which is what usually when you pick your of the years you you really need to get the whole whole thing in uh but i have sort of been calling steve ag uh uh the ej character of the show because he's kind of an ej character i mean let's be honest and there is this scene in the finale where uh Uh, without spoiling anything, basically, in order to not blow his cover, he has to say all the worst things he thinks about himself. And it is genuinely really beautifully acted and sort of heart-wrenching. And uh, everybody involved just does a tremendous job. And also, it's not a million miles away from my list of the worst things I think about myself. So it... uh. It hit me kind of hard. Um, and for that reason, you know, I loved it five stars. Uh, speaking of Steve Agee playing EJ characters in the movie Brightburn, he actually plays a character named EJ. So right now I am I am reeling uh, with these, with these, this. And I, f- I feel like I maybe saw that movie before, but... Uh, and missed it, or maybe they don't say his character's name. I don't know, but... Uh, no, I definitely saw the movie. I think... You know what? I think I maybe in my head just assumed his character was named AJ, because every time I think there's an EJ, 
you see the credits and it's an AJ. You know, Rob Hubel on The Office, he's an AJ. But no, Steve AG, Steve AG is an EJ. <laughs> and I was proud of that. I'm proud to have him play an EJ character and also a character named EJ. Uh, uh, also, the lady from Peacemaker, who I think is very pretty, is also in Brightburn, and she wears glasses, and I may never fully recover from that. Yeah, that's right. I'm out of the celebrity crush game because my real-life crush is farther out of my league than my celebrity crush, but she's <laughs> she's an attractive lady who wore glasses. And look. All right, I said it. Now I'm embarrassed. I feel like you know too much about me. Don't tell her I said anything. Uh, uh, let's see. Well, this is very good. BattleBots is getting into the tournament now. And holy smokes, did people get mad that they didn't show a couple of the first round matches in full? Uh, I understand it. There's a lot of cruft in an episode of that show where you could really, really sort of cut down some of the filler. But also, you know, it's available to watch online, so it's not like it's lost to the ages. Uh, I'll probably I'll talk a lot about BattleBots one of these days it's a show I'm surprised I like as much as I do and the amount that I think about it is frankly unseemly uh, other very good show that I am enjoying is uh, Our Flag Means Death the pirate comedy on HBO that stars Reese Darby uh, from Flight of the Concords and Wrecked where he's based on an actual historical figure where he's like a gentleman pirate, which in this case means he's a rich guy who hired some pirates so he could live out his dream. And he gets in over his head pretty much instantly. Uh, it is, it's very good and funny and I'm several episodes behind and I think I am going to wait because uh, the Sunday friends have indicated they'd be interested in watching that. So maybe for a change, I'll watch a show with them instead of watching a season and then letting them know whether or not I recommend it. That'll be fun. We'll see. Maybe I'll get edgy and I'll just watch them all and then pretend I haven't. I'm also enjoying Winning Time on HBO, the Adam McKay show about the the 1980s Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, it's I, I like his style. I like the breaking the fourth wall stuff. Uh, I think there's some really, really interesting character stuff happening there. I'm Magic Johnson. I find fascinating. Uh, and all the people from his old neighborhood before he gets the nickname Magic call him EJ for Irvin Johnson. So I am excited when people on TV are enthusiastic about EJ. So between Steve Agee and Magic Johnson, it's really been a banner week for EJs. Uh, also, I know almost nothing about basketball history, so anything that happens will be a surprise to me. Like, you could tell me that the L.A. Lakers got fined and had to stop being a basketball team until 2006, and I'd be like, oh, wow, that's a shocking turn of events in this true story. So, I don't know, maybe somebody's going to get arrested for murder. I have no idea what's going to happen, and I choose... If there's a name I recognize, I get very excited. <laughs> like, oh my God, Pat Riley. 
I know what that is. Um, well, is there something else good that I watch? Oh, on Hulu, The Dropout, the, the Elizabeth Holmes uh, story. She is the Theranos lady who claimed she had a new way to test blood that could get findings from a single drop. And she kind of patterned herself after Steve Jobs and also spoke in a hilariously deep voice that she practiced. It's real weird. And uh, Amanda Seyfried plays her and really does a tremendous job. Uh, I feel like I've seen a bunch of documentaries about Elizabeth Holmes. So, uh, you know, she is less abstract to me than the 1980s Lakers. And she's nailing it. It's so fun. That's Amanda Seyfried is an actress. I always think is very good. But then I, I was trying to figure it out. I looked her up on IMDb, and I have seen almost nothing that she's been in. It is possible I've seen only Mean Girls and season one of Veronica Mars, where she plays uh, Lily Kane, who is murdered in the first episode and occasionally comes back as a ghost. But if you tell me she's in something, I'm like, oh, she's good. And I don't know why I think that, except now that I've seen, now that I'm watching the dropout, she's good. I'll confirm. I don't know why I was giving her the benefit of doubt so enthusiastically, but way to go. Uh, it is also very fun that Saeed from Lost is her mentor, and I didn't recognize him because he didn't didn't have crazy island hair, and he like me has uh, has gone gone a little gray in the intervening years. Uh, also glasses and no mustache. He's made as many different styling choices as he can to not look like Saeed. But once I realized it was him, I was so happy. I'm always happy when I see my lost friends. Uh, Evangeline Lilly, less so now that she's gotten really into the anti-vax conspiracy stuff. Uh, will that, will a, my love of Ant-Man balance out my, my, disdain for anti-vaxxers when the next Ant-Man movie comes out? Almost definitely. Uh, but, you know, that's... that's if, if we are getting married and you need to answer that on a citizenship test, just say Ant-Man is my favorite movie because there's a good chance that'll pop up. Actually, I need to reassess that because as much as I love Ant-Man, the only thing I love more than regular Ant-Man is when Ant-Man gets very big. And that's the only movie with Ant-Man in where he doesn't get big. Oh boy, guys, this is a toughie. Uh, all right. I got to go back to the drawing board on this one, but, uh, man, did I run out of steam just now? I had some other shows I wanted to talk about, but I didn't write it down. So maybe next week, maybe next week I'll, Oh, you know what? I keep forgetting to talk about this, and it's funny. I mean, it's funny to me. We'll see. Uh, Jack Reacher. He's been a series of books, a couple of Tom Cruise movies that I like a lot. He has an Amazon show now that I have not watched yet because I'm not a dad. Uh, but so it's, it's, he comes from a series of books, and uh, the guy who wrote those books is named Lee Child. And... Uh, I guess there must be a new book out or maybe a new edition because of the TV show. But 
I see it on the, it's one of the very few books they have on the rack at Walmart. And that is one of the places I go to walk around in the early morning to get my steps in. So I see it maybe twice a week. I do Walmart on Tuesday and Thursday. And uh, the, I'm going to put a picture of it on my Instagram because it's, it's bonkers. Uh, but you look at this book and the biggest lettering, which fills almost half the cover says Lee child in blue letters. Then at the, at the, but above and below that in matching smaller white fonts, it says Jack Reacher. And then below Lee child's name, it says Andrew child. And then in a much smaller font below all that, it has the actual title of the book. So it's, it's very hard to parse. And with, with Lee Child's name being so huge and the name of the lead character of the book being <laughs> as large as the co-writer's font, it's very confusing. And when you look at the book, everything I know about cover design makes me just at first glance think it is a biography of Lee Child co-written by his son and the fictional character that he created. Uh, Jack Reacher and Andrew Child have teamed up to write the definitive biography of Lee Child. That's the only way that cover makes sense to me. Uh, and I hope that happens. And I think there should be a press release where Jack Reacher explains uh, why he turned from punching criminals to uh, writing a biography of his creator. Uh, honestly... There's no two people more suited to write the definitive biography of Lee Child than her than his son and me, the guy whose dick he's always describing. There's a long way for that joke, and it also does not make sense if you don't know how lovingly Lee Child describes Jack Reacher's penis. Um, you just say more than you think. A bunch. Uh, so that's it. I uh, remember our our sponsor who is. It's wonderful on all levels. Uh, TeasedbySummer.com. We're going to head into actual summer. Before you know it, you should get some of her, her great uh, t-shirts. Um, a lot of I think you should leave designs. There's the logo for my site, the Ape Hive, which uh, genuinely delights me every time I look at it. Uh, there's some other shirts that are very funny. I'm a big fan of Spice Scrolls. Um, I have lost enough weight now that, uh, frankly, I am looking pretty good in a t-shirt now. You know, before I, I'd wear the t-shirt and the t-shirt would be great, but then I'd wear like a, like a, uh, button down shirt unbuttoned over it just to sort of like, uh, make it less apparent that I'm a giant. And, uh, I was wearing my ape hive shirt around. It's like, you know what? I, this, I'm, this shirt is made for EJ. Who knows? Maybe if I lose more weight, I have to buy all the shirts again in a smaller size. Let's not get crazy. This isn't about me, though. It is about my uh, my favorite designer, uh, uh, favorite sponsor, possible favorite person. Uh, it's the only friend who didn't absolutely burn me on Sunday, so that seems likely, frankly. 
teasedbysummer.com. Also, the mug the mugs are so good. Um, you know, there's most of the designs are both t-shirts and mugs, but the, uh, you know, I I just the Carl Havoc mug is a thing of beauty. The new car ideas is just just gorgeous. It is it is like the perfect mug. I love it so much. Uh, it's a water bottle. It's great. You should buy something. Uh, just celebrated two years in business. Uh, just, just the best guys. There's, there's no, there's no two ways to say it. Uh, the best. So get something. Teasedbysummer.com. Uh, I guess that's it. Uh, next time I'll probably, I don't know, maybe more TV. Maybe I'll have more information about my, my stand-up departure uh, or maybe it'll go so well that I'll reinvigorate my love for uh, getting panic diarrhea <laughs> I was really not going to mention that but now I have so yeah I'll fill you in on that stuff later maybe have more information about my hernia <laughs> In case you, you really want to know about my intestinal bulging. Uh, this is falling apart. Uh, you can reach me, uh, uh, fedtalks at yahoo.com. I'm Twitter at EJ Fettis. Instagram at EJ underscore Fettis. I will post the f- funny book cover there just so people can enjoy it. Or ignore it. I don't have that many Instagram followers. And every time I post a picture of myself, I lose at least one. So that's where we are. Check that all out. Check out the apive.com. Buy something teasedbysummer.com. Keep being good. I will talk to you later. Thanks for listening. Fed Talks is a full voice production. Wee, 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 wee.